Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Director Showdown. I'm your ho- host, Adam Dauphin. I didn't forget my name, almost did there, but I'm here with my uh, associate, Brent. What's up, guys? How's it going? Another, another, another episode, Director Showdown. Another drop in the go. basket. Season two, in case you forgot, mm-hmm. you know, that you're just tuning in now in the middle of a season two would be very. <laughs> Very strange. Awkward. Go back to the beginning. Catch up. It's like it's like um, in media res. It's It's like like Pulp Fiction. Well, it's like taking taking advanced differential equations and not doing calculus. You know, it's like why would you why would you do that? That's that's one comparison. Yeah, doesn't make make? any sense. (laughs) 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 Hey, all the all the all the mathematically minded folks out there will get that joke. Yeah, it's probably a, that's our a fair yeah, our demographic. Base, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's our base demo right there. But anyways, this week we uh, watched the um, lesser known film of Richard Linklater, A Scanner mm-hmm. Darkly. Yeah, 2006 rotoscope mystery sci-fi weirdness. Noir uh, even. Yeah, even a little, noir. little noirish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves, Winona Robert Ryder, Downey Jr., Woody Harrelson, um, other Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, we'll come. We'll oh, circle man. back around to that. Just I think. keep that in mind. Alex yeah. Jones was in Alex this. Alex Jones, this our, film. our Infowars boy, yeah, made a quick appearance in this. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, before we start revving the engine on this one, reference to Drive on that one, if you. Oh, yeah. Got it, which was our last episode. Yeah. Um, have our good old patented IMDb plot summary. Yeah, what do we got this and time? And this week, we got a short one. I wanted to do a little short one Yeah. Uh, by uh, William Nixon. Quite a name, um, William Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Nixon. What's mix- Mr. Nixon got to say? What is he mixing up for us, Mr. <laughs> Nixon? <laughs> An undercover cop in a not-too-distant future becomes involved with a dangerous new drug and begins to lose his own identity as a result. Ooh. Hey, you know. Real succinct, right to the point. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Maybe that's all you need to know for this film, and then you don't even have to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess my, my picking of this movie came from a place of... Just just knowing that Linklater is a is an incredibly diverse director who takes on a lot of different types of movies. And I think watching it this time, I definitely saw a lot more of the Linklater that I, you know, saw in, in Slacker, you know, for instance, recently. Um and then yeah, even, oh boy, even things the, the even, difference between Slacker and this film is um Pretty pretty uh, ginormous, I'd say. Yeah, well, I and guess it, we'll get we'll get into that. I mean, I, I thought you were gonna say um, you, slight, honestly, because it it does bear a lot of similarities to Slacker in the sense that, yeah, it's this very high concept sci fi idea. I mean, I guess we should say that it's based on the Philip K. Dick novel, um, the same title. Yeah, Scanner Darkly. Mm-hmm. Uh, which when did that come out? Um, that came out 1977, publication date. Oh, okay. Yeah, and huh. uh, apparently, according to our good friends at wikipedia.org, uh, forward slash wikis forward slash a underscore scanner underscore darkly, mm-hmm. 
Um, it was based on his own experiences, Philip K. Dick's own experiences. Mm -hmm. He said um, here that the hallucinations that he experienced were actual things he saw. So the uh, very crazy um, uh, sequences in A Scanner Darkly, I, I, I would assume, were um, hallucinations that Philip K. Dick himself had experienced. Mm -hmm. And Linklater, uh, judging by his work at least, uh, has no shortage of experiences uh, with... Uh, different types of uh drugs and and things of the sort yeah things of that nature his, his um his movies are definitely um enjoyed by folks who uh experiment with different types of uh Substances. So, what and better things. way to have a movie about experimenting than an experimental film? Yeah, exactly. You know? I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think the, the way that he filmed it, especially in the shooting of it, uh, which we're definitely going to talk about, is one of his, I, I would say, second most experimental film, second only to Waking Life, which I almost picked instead of this, but after watching Slacker, I thought, hmm, Waking Life is basically slacker, but even more detached and more philosophical. And because of the fact that people were talking and Yeah, it's it's essentially <laughs> the same. It's a very similar movie right. to it's kind of a, a walking and talking, meandering kind of which like is definitely a like one of his types of movies, but I decided to go with a scanner darkly because it's a really, uh, and I hope I'm not like overusing this word, but it's like really idiosyncratic and like unique to like, I don't think anybody else could have made this movie in the same way as link later did for sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what, what do, do we do general thoughts? Is that, is that kind of how we kick it off or, well, Brent, Hey, it's me, your, your pal here. What? Um, Hey, I, I think Scandal is pretty good. Dennis, what are you doing here? That's why. Listen, listen, Dennis. I yeah. I thought I told you to never come around again, and now you're sitting in on one of our podcasts. What's Dennis? Please, can you can you get away from my mic, Dennis? I, what the what the hell are you doing I, here? I just I just want to say that I love you, Brent, and I love Lincoln, and I love Spielberg. Listen, I, Dennis, we've had many a late night conversations about this. And you don't need to bust in here on the podcast. I didn't even see you in the apartment. Where were you? Were you just hiding in the corner the whole time? Yeah, I was over. I was over by the closet, and I was peeking through. I didn't want God to stop you it. from enjoying God the movies because I Adam, knew that. Adam, fucking just shove him out of the way. Yeah, Dennis, you're gonna you're gonna have to leave. I'm going. I might have Guys, to call I'm, the police we might, here. Uh, we might have to wrap this episode. Yeah, we but might have to scrap maybe this one. I'll, I'll leave God now, damn it, Dennis. I'll Adam, just fucking punch him in okay, the side I'll, of the head. Get I'll, him out of here. I'll, I'll see you outside. I'll be having some plants. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry, Listen, Adam. Just get on the. Let him. Okay. All right. Well, well. He he's he, he's um current. Dennis is um currently incapacitated. Guys, at the I just I want to just and apologize profusely. This this guy. He so listen after the first season. Yeah, you know we 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 got our our you know we got a solid fan base after the first season, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and one guy um, he started sending me messages uh, on MySpace of all places, but because my email was still linked up, I would see these messages, and I was like, who who is this guy, Dennis? He just had like a little tiny head and his little profile picture, and I I was like, who who's this guy who apparently is a huge fan of the podcast? Yeah, and I mean I. One day I walked outside and he was hiding in our garden. He was, and he eating, was pulling up plants. Yeah, he was just eating plants. Yeah, right? and he was yeah. like eating flowers out of like our garden in the front yard. And you know, like I pulled him in and I was like, "What? What are you doing? Who are you? I know you're the MySpace guy. I recognize mm -hmm, you." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, we talked. We talked. We had. I mean, like like I said, like we had some good conversations about movies and and you know why he likes. The thing about him though is that he. Everything that I said, he would just agree with. He's a yes man right, to the nth right. degree. Just the most extreme yes man I've ever seen in my life. And yeah, don't don't you fucking dare, Dennis. But you fucking hey, stay down. 
Uh, get off okay. the Adam. God damn, Adam, just choke hold him. Like put him get him out of what here. What am I supposed to do, Brent? I already I already punched him once. Just the visual image, guys. He's he keeps shoving Adam's head out of the way and like talking into the mic. Like, I'm we, sorry, guys. Like, Brent, you know, Brent and I, we, we get into it a lot and we seem a little bit mean to each other, but you know, honestly, like Brent's a really good friend of mine. And Dennis has perceived our relationship as one of animosity for some reason. Yeah. And, you know, we just want to put this on the record that, you know, Brendan and I are, are good buddies. Yeah. We don't hate each Adam other. Adam was my, my best friend for a reason, Dennis. There's a reason you weren't my best man or invited to the <sighs> wedding. Listen, this is the last time I'm going to let you speak, Dennis. Get Adam. Adam. I'm going to walk over there. I'm going to fucking drag Look, I'm him. Not, I'm not doing this. this Hold is, on. Okay. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Let me take care okay. of this. All right. All right, well, that's um, unfortunately we we. I'm sorry that this had to guys, cut I, into I our so sorry guys. Our Listen, audio we're gonna, time get, we're gonna get to the podcast now. That's the. I promise you, that's the last time you're gonna see Dennis. Look, okay, for the record, guys, you know, we all we like to have a good time. You know, kind of debating and you know get a little you know get a little rough and you know kind of pull a few punches at each other. But there's yeah. no need to. Come into my apartment and have a yeah. little cheerleading session. How long session. has he been here? I I don't know. Listen, I don't, I don't want to give him any more power here. Let's mm. just let let's talk about let's talk about this movie. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, general thoughts. Like, what what do you what do you? Yeah, think, I uh, mean, uh, this. Yeah. You know what? So, in in watching it, especially in getting to the end and kind of the the visual imagery in the movie, I realized that yeah the first time i saw it uh boy i hope my mom's not listening to this <laughs> but i was uh i was high and no a friend you knew was high from what i recall right your friend was high as they were watching this and you were just you just happened to be in that same i feel like i was though because the thing is i don't remember I remember getting to the end of it and being like, what? Because, like, no, yeah. no, no. The thing that, like, made me flash back to it was the, um, what do they call them? The the morph suits? The suits. No, yeah, oh, I wrote down the name. Hold on. I'm going to make sure I get this right. The scramble suits. Scramble suits. The scramble suits. The scrambled this, egg like, soups. Yeah. This, <laughs> this, like, insane suit that, like, the, uh, the police that are working on this case investigating... Um, what was the name of it? The drug, the red pills. Uh, Substance D. Substance D, Substance yeah. Substance D. Or the death something. They called it something else, too. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's like these crazy suits that are that keep them in this constant state of, uh, like, anonymity, basically. And mm-hmm. they're, they're, their bodies are constantly shifting in these suits. You can't do any facial recognition or audio recognition because of the Yeah, yeah. It, it, it adjusts yeah. The, the voice, too, that's coming out. And it's seeing those that I remembered. Oh yeah, this was blowing my mind the first time I saw it. I bet I for sure. Yeah, yeah. Drugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was re- it was really interesting seeing it this time because it made. <laughs> and this is going to be weird because we're going to talk about um, how this how it doesn't make sense. But this time watching it, it made a lot more sense than at least no. The there's first a, time. there's a coherent theme. In yeah, film, like there, sure. there's a coherent theme, even if there are. A couple of different storylines that I don't know if mesh the best. Um, I'm speaking like a lot about like the secondary characters, like Robert Downey Jr., Woody Harrelson. Um, but I mean, I think I think overall the movie is interesting and it's it's entertaining at many points. I mean, I think mostly due to the casting, right? Um, I mean, what, dude, what, fucking Woody Harrelson and. Fucking Robert? RDJ yeah. in this movie, like I said, he during D2, it, yeah, <coughs> yeah, R two D two, they they are fucking like crank to eleven versions of themselves, like <laughs> yeah, they right? are so exactly. fucking amped up, like the most, like they're literally themselves, like just yeah, hyphened for sure, exactly. And so that was super entertaining because like the like like in what I was alluding to before and how it's similar to um, a movie like Slackers or even Days and Confused, which we're going to watch. 
um, in the sense that there are these kind of long, <clears throat> uh, there are these like long um, moments of like just these conversations they're having that are kind of pointless. But in this movie, I think that it justifies that a lot of the time because these guys are like blasted out of their minds on substance D. Is well, that what it, yeah. Well, the what I got from those sort of um, uh, discussions was that since the society that they are existing in is this kind of dystopian totalitarian society yeah. where everyone is under uh, constant surveillance, mm-hmm. that their this their crazed discussions were actually almost like justified paranoia you know what i mean yeah because yeah. like you could because there was a there was a conversation where they were talking about how you know someone could just like they were in their house and someone could just come in and put a bunch of cameras up and observe us and it seemed like crazy talk from these like doped out like individuals who are on many drugs Mm-hmm. And then you see Winona Ryder's character come up and said, "Oh, it's just me that was in the house the whole time," and it's found out that there was uh, cameras set up. And spoiler alert: Winona Ryder was actually the agent that um, was tra- was infiltrating the uh, the group of friends to to find out more about the under underground uh, drug trade. So um, yeah. It's like this uh, interesting kind of commentary on uh, on paranoia. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if the, I feel like if there are two things that this movie is about, uh, it's about paranoia, and I think it's definitely about identity. Oh. <clears throat> and there's definitely a reason why the scramble suits are this like shifting identity, and that definitely ties into um, what's Keanu's name. Um, I totally forgot his name. His name, uh, he oh Bob, Bob Robert. Yeah, how the fuck did I forget that? He also goes by Fred in the scramble suit. Yeah, yeah, that's and like his ambiguous. Then name. he goes by Bruce at the very end. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Hopefully, you guys have seen this movie or don't give a shit because we're well, just they, fucking. You really shouldn't be listening to this one if you don't see the film. You know. Yeah, or if you don't have interest and you just like hearing us make jokes. That's true. You can also do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, what were your general thoughts? I mean, I, the mind was kind it. of a long-winded. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it's not. Um, <clears throat> it's not some like sort of mind-blowing um, film. Mm-hmm. It, I really like the rotoscope aspect. Like it's it's a fu- it's beautiful. Mm. Like it's so beautifully done. Like uh, you don't really see too many films <clears throat> like that, and I actually really enjoy rotoscope like it's really Mm. cool to see and i think it enhanced the the story a lot because of um when you're on uh drugs i hate saying drugs is like i'm making a psa or something but (laughs) when you're on drugs it's kind of like your your sense of reality is um Mm -hmm. kind of uh it's altered yeah and things that um obviously I think that if if CGI was used and no rotoscope happened, it would not as con- it yeah. wouldn't have conveyed the point as well, because if everything is kind of in the same vein of this cartoon, mm-hmm. then you can believe that these people were actually experiencing the hallucinations that were yeah, conveyed on I, screen. You know, I, I I agree. Like if if they use CG like along the played, lines of yeah. like some kind of tin tin thing or like even just having it live action like you just would not have been able to sell yeah what i mean cgi live action that's what i yeah yeah wouldn't have have been good in that and like rotoscope really allows you to play more with the visuals like Mm. like just take the opening for instance like the the opening is so great like you have uh i forgot his name uh but he's the guy who's basically like really far gone to substance d and Mm. i don't even know what actor it was, but he has like the Lori Cochrane, Co- I think. Oh, Lori Cochran? Cochran, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Cochrane? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Lori Cochrane. <laughs> Lori Cochrane. Um, no, but yeah, like the the opening is like him and he has like these bugs like crawling all over him and it's really gross. Mm. And he like crawls into the shower and he's scrubbing them off and like it's not working and he gets out of the shower and it looks like they're gone and then he like finds one of his hair and they're back again and it's like that like perfectly sums up 
that like paranoid feeling of like being on like i've never i've never done like hard stuff or even like psychedelics but like Mm -hmm. like i imagine that that captures the feeling and i assume it does because philip k dick like historically did like really hard psychedelic drugs yeah just like like what was mentioned before was that this is um based on his own experiences Mm -hmm. and um his when uh when Linklater was reaching out to the Philip K. Dick estate to make this film, mm-hmm. I think it was his daughter's or something, and they he wanted to make sure that uh, he would get their blessing because he, he didn't want to make this film unless like they were totally cool with it. Yeah. And they were mentioning how this is one of the mo- more personal stories that uh, Philip had, had made. Oh, okay. So he wanted to make sure that it was on point. Link later wanted to make sure it was on point. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, you can tell too, because you like hear about like his history experimenting with that stuff. And then you like, like we were talking about Blade Runner, for instance, is mm. like he wrote the, the book that Blade Runner is based on. Yeah. Uh, well, Do Androids dream of electric sheep. Exactly. And that's like a very different, and I, I can't speak for the book, honestly, because yeah. I've only, um, seen the movie, but just I mean, just judging by the movie, it's a very different thing, and also very much about identity. So, like, there's some stuff going on there. Yeah, I, I mean, think. I feel like a lot of when when you go on, um, when you take LEDs, you mean LCDs? The t- yeah, the LCDs. TVs. When you yeah. take LCDs, um, you have these sort of out of body experiences, so you're separated from your, from your own um, self. So mm-hmm. it kind of broadens your perspective i haven't done um i haven't done hallucinogens Mm -hmm. but uh from based on what i when i've read it's just kind of like this broadening of perspective Mm -hmm. so i think in that vein it's not hard to try to confuse what is what is you as a person based Mm -hmm. on identity and yeah the confusion about reality too. exactly um yeah i've never i've never dropped lcds either like i it just seems expensive yeah. to go to the store and we were about to, to like, go to best buy right now yeah and, and like LCDs. to pick up some lcds and then like to come like to come home and drop them like i yeah. i uh like yeah it's a cool idea and like i mm-hmm. i think i would enjoy the experience but it just seems expensive to like go get some like real like fresh off the fucking you know from this the market work too lcds you know? yeah, yeah. They have to go to Best Buy and it's such a, it seems like such deals. a waste too. You right, know? you could watch you could watch movies on those things. Yeah, know? I don't so. know. You know, it just seems like kind of a you waste know I'm not me. I'm not I'm not against people who do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like to each his own. Yeah, different strokes for different blokes, but for me personally, I I just I yeah. don't see I'd the ra- point. I'd rather watch a a moving picture, play some video games, right, on my LCDs. So, um, anyways, uh. What uh what what trivia? Do you have anything in particular you wanted to want Yeah, to I mean you actually there? touched on some interesting yeah. things. Like one since we're since I figured since we're already there, we'll So you, know. you talked to yeah, you talked yeah. about um getting his estates getting uh Philip K. Dick's estate's blessing for the movie. Um I guess it paid off because Philip K. Dick's daughters gave Richard Linklater their father's personal copy of the novel A Scanner Darkly wow. when he completed the movie. Wow. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um just like about the filming of the movie, um, filming. Let me guess, Austin, Texas. Actually, no, I I couldn't find any location info, but probably, especially because our our boy Alex was in it. Oh but, uh, Alex, yeah, <laughs> Alex Jones. Yeah, he it had to be like they had to do at least he no. Films, it says he principal photogra- photography. Link later assembled the cast for two weeks and of rehearsals in Austin, Texas, before yep. principal photography began to begin in order to fine tune the script. So I don't know what that necessarily means. Principal photography is like you're No, it's in Southeast Austin. No, they they Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. They yeah. filmed it. The the Austin, visuals yeah. too, like there were a couple you parts tell. where you're like eh, this is Austin-ish. Even um, in rotoscope fashion or like Austin. Yeah. <laughs> you're on South Congress, you fuck. Jeez. Um so this is interesting. So filming was completed in 23 days. However, the animation process took 18 months. Oh, I'm not surprised at that at and, all. And uh, they're like attached to that is basically I can't find it right now, but they 
edited the movie. They did. They literally made the entire movie. It was finished. And then they gave it to the animation right. team. Yeah, of course. Which is like what you have to do to rotoscope because like the animators need like a finished product to. We have an idea of to how animate. to do the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is kind of interesting. Terry Gilliam originally wanted to make a movie based on the novel in the early Push 90s. by Sapphire, yeah. Yeah. I would Real love f- to see the yeah. adaptation done rotoscoped. Yeah, I would too. I mean, just like the, the visual image of mm-hmm. that bucket of fried chicken, yeah. like in rotoscope, um, yes, please. Thank I mean, where, you. Where is that? Why don't we have that? Push based on the novel Push. By Push Fire. Um, push. Yeah. <laughs> who's, the, who's the director who, who did that? Stupid. Um, fucking Lee, Lee, Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. Let's talk about Lee Daniels for a second. <laughs> Lee Daniels. Let's get into it. Yeah. I don't. I don't particularly like your movies, and that's all I got to say. Not, I'm not the biggest fan. I'm Lee. really not, honestly. Um, same. Uh, the Butler was not good. So this is <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, Charlie Kaufman wrote a screenplay adaptation of it. Um. And apparently he couldn't produce a usable script. And really? uh, and after he finished being John Malkovich, he lost interest. And then, uh, <laughs> Sounds and then pretty that's Charlie when, Kaufman-esque. Right? And then that's when uh, our boy Link later became attached to the movie. Oh, you, I thought you were talking about the titular uh, Zelda character, Link. He was... Uh... Well, Link was attached to direct it, yeah. but then the studio looked at it and said, you're a fictional character, though, and you can't make movies. And then he was like, oh, and then he went no, back he, to... No, he was like... Ha, 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 ha. That was his pitch, and yeah. it didn't it didn't sell them on it at all, I don't think. Um, there, was a, there was some fascinating... Oh, this is cool. This is the second movie starring Robert Downey Jr. and Woody Harrelson after... Really? What, what I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you think about it. After what? Let it percolate. Let it percolate. Was he in Kiss Kiss Big Bang? Natural Born Killers. Oh, yeah. I forgot RDJ I forgot was in it. it. I totally. I forgot. don't like Natural Born Killers. Honestly, no, it's not good. It's not a good movie. <laughs> I, I mean, I really it's from don't like our, it either. It's from that. Oh, hint. Our boy Stoney over there. Oliver Stone interviewing kind of Putin a... with his big boner. <sighs> you um, know, it's not a good director. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, there was, oh, this movie takes place in 2013. Yeah. Kind of. Because it was seven years, years in the ago. future, 2006. So. So we're there. They really predicted uh, how things were going. There was one last thing that I'm trying to find here. Um, basically. Basically. Uh, yeah. yeah. So when Arctor is, so Arctor is Bob. Uh, when he's going through the second phase, this might fucking blow your mind, Adam. I'm like giving you a little bit of like. Wait, say it. Warning. Start it over again. Then. Yeah, I'll say when Bob. When Bob is going through the second phase of testing with the medical deputies, mm-hmm. the laptop-like machine on which he is being tested is branded as VKMK1. VK stands for Voight Kampf. What? Yeah, dog. Are you serious? That's pretty fucking cool, right? Voight Kampf, as yeah, you may know from uh, uh, fucking Blade Runner. Blade Runner. That's cool. That is right. Like it's it's. I think it's I, obviously it's like just the, like a the cool dick reference. Universe, yeah. Yeah, it's the dick verse, <laughs> <laughs> which we've all agreed to call it. Um, <laughs> no, well, soldiers also in the dick verse. We talked about this. Yeah. Because. So, <laughs> Can't even keep the Kurt Russell, uh, Russell nineteen ninety eight. Everyone remembers I don't know. this one. Soldier, you know. Mm. Um, movie takes place in the Blade Runner universe. Look it up. Um, but yeah, I mean that's about all I got. I mean, last. I mean, one final thing is that Robert Downey Jr. wrote most of his lines down on post-it notes. Of course he did, and scattered them around the set so we could read off them while filming a scene. Uh, and then the rotoscoping team simply animated over the notes. To remove them. That's great. That's clever. <laughs> I mean, like, fuck it though. Yeah. Like, why, fuck it. Why like, not? why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, they're gonna remove all the shit, so might as well. Who cares? Well, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, let's, let's let's uh, 
Let's shift gears. Mm -hmm. Reference to drive again. Oh, fun. <laughs> Is that cool? Hey, um, let's try to do this. Let's try to reference the last movie we did. Oh, it's not going to work, is it? To reference? It's a reference, yep. <laughs> the last. We're having too much fun here at Director <laughs> Showdown. Sorry, guys. We're a couple beers deep. Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. But Anyways, signature moves. What'd you get? What was what was the obvious signature moves that uh, Linklater okay. um, incubated into this uh, film? Yeah, so there are a few that I picked up on. One, drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, two, the meandering nature of characters' conversations. Like, sure. yeah. like there there are a lot of scenes, and I think most of them were in the house. And the characters were on substance D and they were kind of tripping real hard. And they were just having like these conversations. Like my, my favorite sequence or a couple of sequences in the movie are when their car breaks down and it's like this, this crazy sequence where his uh, gas like isn't going. And it's actually like really subversive in a way because you're like, oh my God, they're tripping super hard. Mm. And then it, they get on the side of the road. And it's like, well, somebody fucking cut my shit. Like they like get into the engine and they're like checking it out. Mm. And uh, that whole scene is really great. Like there's some great jokes like when they're in the tow truck on the way back to their house. And then when they get inside, like that sequence is really long. If you think about right, it, like yeah. from starting in the car, when they're driving, they were going to drive to like San Diego or something, uh, to the tow truck and then back to the house. And then they're in the house. And then they took, they took substance D while they're waiting for the tow truck after their car broke down. Mm -hmm. And by the time they get back to, uh, Keanu or Bob's house, Good old like Bob's they're, house. they're like, fucking tripping balls and they're like paranoid as shit and there's this whole bit with like a note on the door that mm. i thought was like really really great and like really well done um but basically what i'm saying uh back to signature moves is like this whole scene reminds me of a like a like a classic link later movie because it's just they're they're having conversations that don't really have anything to do with the plot mm. but you're like learning about who these different characters are like Robert Downey Jr. is like a, like a prankster and like, they don't know if they can like believe him. Woody Harrelson is like this wacky paranoid guy. And then Keanu's kind of like the straight man. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that was like a really good um, signature move, like a really solid, really solid link later move there. Sure. I mean, yeah. really like you hit all the, all the main obvious ones, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, another one that obviously we kept uh, alluding to was uh, the fact that it was Austin, Texas. Like, you yeah, know, like, come on. Mm -hmm. You know, would it hurt to, to, to uh, you know, go somewhere else? <laughs> well, I'll say this no, in, in gonna, reference yeah, to. Yeah, I, I was going to get myself. I was going to get myself. Hold on. I'll let you. Yeah. I'll get myself. Hold self, on. Fam. Kubrick didn't, <laughs> didn't move <laughs> yeah, away from London. I'm so right? happy you brought it up. Because I knew. I, I knew. <laughs> yep. I wanted to get myself. Kubrick wanted to stay in a small little radius yeah, outside yeah. of his house, too. So, I mean, in, in a sense, <laughs> that invalidates my arguments last season Yeah. to, like, talking shit about that. Because here I am saying, hey, you can film in Austin. That's where he lives. Yeah. And it's I'm cucking myself over here. Always. It's fine. Never stop cucking. But Austin's a, Austin's a great place. Speaking of cucks, mm -hmm. uh, Alex Jones. Um, yeah. Alex Jones is Austinite. The and Austin boy, Alex Jones. It's not a signature move to have Alex Jones. Was he in uh, Waking Life, actually? I feel like Alex... Let me look that up real quick. Oh, my God. He no, was, that's what it, it was. No, no, no. You just... Yeah, you just jogged my memory because we talked talk to Alex Burnell, mm. and he was the one who told me that. He was like, did you know Alex Jones is in Waking Life? And I was like, what the yeah. fuck? And... Um, and yeah, he's in he's in this movie too. He's in the the Rotoscope series of Linklater films. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to bring this up because I was thinking about it when I watched it. Like how shitty must Linklater feel now? Yeah, I know. Right? Like know. the thing is, like Alex Jones. The thing is, I don't really have a lot of knowledge about the type of person he was like five, ten years ago. But I know that my wife listened to like his radio show. Like when she lived in Austin from time to time, mm. at least from what she's told me. And it's like she's like a very, 
intelligent, like sensible person. She wouldn't listen to some maniac, you know? Yeah. So it's the like Vander it's pump rules type person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vandergrump's yeah. coming soon. Check it out. Plug it in another podcast. There, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's got to be fucking bummed. Like, I put this motherfucker in two of my movies, and now he's like partly responsible for the downfall of humanity. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> well, it's like, um, because I because I feel like Linklater as course kind of like this libertarian slash anarchist type guy based on, um, at least um in Slacker you could see that kind of ideology being explored. I yeah. mean, Austin itself is a pretty libertarian type uh city mm. that's kind of the zeitgeist there yeah <laughs> mind the pun but um <laughs> and i feel like alex jones i don't know this for a fact but i think like he did like liber- he was kind of just a libertarian mm. and then kind of degraded into this sort of info wars conspiracy kind of thing he like he like made a character and then yeah. just became that character at a i mean point. it's like drinking your own kool-aid sort of thing yeah you get really deep into into something and then you can't can't get out of that web so part of me thinks that alex jones is kind of like this just put on a character because i mean it's it's weird for me to think that link later would be totally cool with this type of person but mm. then again like i think that alex was not completely infrawary guy but hey i could be totally wrong yeah <laughs> but, i've uh, never met him i never will <laughs> But yeah, um, other signature moves, uh, I guess just Rotoscope, because Waking Life did that, and, and uh, Waking Life was five years prior to... What Scanner. other movies have done that? Um, have there I know, been other cause ones? Like, after, I know when I like when I was watching this film when I was like 16, I wanted to see like you know all what? the Rotoscope films. Now that I think about it, um, uh-huh. Claire from House of Cards, from Princess Bride, fuck, what's her name? The chick, uh, Princess Buttercup from Princess Bride. Um, she she was in one that I really wanted to see. It's like half cartoon. Man, I really got to see that movie. Holy I totally shit. forgot about that. No, there's that. a lot of rotoscope films. Aladdin? Alice in Wonderland. Aladdin? Wonder what? Yeah, Anastasia, Beauty and the Beast. They probably just drew over well, like... I don't they drew think over, that counts, though. It's the same thing as this, though. Well, they didn't... I don't they think drew they filmed over it. those. I don't well, think you they would have them. to draw it. Let me see. I don't. I mean, list of rotoscoped. I, I mean, you have roto- to. I think we're. I think that is giving rotoscope a more broad term than we're thinking about it. Rotoscope maybe is no, a type of it's, animating. It's, rotoscope is an animation technique used by animators to trace over motion put picture footage frame by frame when realistic action action is required. So. In a sense of maybe Aladdin when there was, like, realistic motion and they wanted to get it just right, you just rose. Oh, that's... It. Dude, that's yeah, just really motion. actually blown my mind right yeah. now because thinking about Disney movies... They actually look I, like they're yeah, rotoscoped that's, if you think about well, it. Well, and the thing is, too, that I always thought that the animation in those movies... Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about, like, just the drawing. I'm talking about, like, if you think about video game animation, like, animated... Like movement, right. I always thought the movement of those movies seemed really realistic, and I I, the same I chalked that up those. to just incredible animators. Wow, dude, that's fucking yeah. It was blowing my I mind. I would right say now. that they uh, recorded and then traced over. I mean, it's just like it's just like in those Damn. video games, like you mentioned, like you put on one of those. Uh, I don't know what it's you call mo- those. It's like early mocap. mocap. Right? It's like film yeah. mocap. Yeah, because essentially you just want the the motion rather than the actual character. But this one is literal frame by frame, like. Capture. Okay, that's the difference, so I guess. Difference. Yeah, in those but, movies, it's like probably little sequences. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's like full rotoscope. These are the only two. Waking Life and this are the only two. Even that like I can Who really Framed Roger of. Rabbit, that could be considered rotoscope because you had to put in in live yeah. film. You know what I mean? That's true. You drive it, drive it, uh, um, draw it in. Yeah, I mean beyond beyond the rotoscope thing, the last thing I would say for signature moves is like. Uh, Linklater's definitely a philosophy guy mm. and he definitely wears that on his sleeves and you can see that in most of his movies um, I mean like like Slacker's 100% uh, Waking Life probably the most so out of all of his movies and in this one for sure Skull Rock it, definitely they talk a lot about, about <laughs> anarchy no, and, no. Uh, and it's 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 great <laughs> for that reason I mean um, 
I mean, maybe a little bit. You I mean, know, every boyhood, movie, every talk good about movie has crisis. And... <laughs> every good movie has like a, a nugget of an idea behind it, right? But the, no, I know what you mean. The explicit talk about yeah philosophy for sure. Yeah, that's definitely prevalent. Because like, I mean, movie. a scan darkly in and of itself is, from what I saw, was that it is a it's philosophical literature anyway, too. So it'd be right up Linklater's alley. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a thinker. He's a thinker, this guy. And a dreamer because of a wiggy life. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, let's life. get to one of our most fun parts. Ooh. What would Rifen do if he were to handle the the uh, hmm. the book, Scanner Darkly? Well, let's... Oh boy, we're, we're two for two at this point. And Wait, two for two? This is the third yeah. episode. Well, that's what I mean. We're bat we're batting a thousand right now, and like <laughs> we gotta so. keep that fucking spree going. Yeah. Um. Man, okay. So the thing about this, and I always forget about this fucking segment until I open my mouth right now. Um, <laughs> Rifen's version of this, I think, would have been fucking incredible. Yeah. Because I think he wouldn't have rotoscoped it. That's not really his style. I think he would have had, so in my mind, and I'm going to like workshop this live here. Um, I'm thinking Ryan Gosling for <laughs> the, uh, for, for Bob. Bob. Yeah. I'm thinking the, uh, God damn it. I keep forgetting the name of them. Who? Scramble suits. The scramble suits. Yeah. Are similar, but I mean, no, in the movie too, they were like very colorful. It would have been like very colorful, like neon lights, like fucking flashing off. Um, I think the drug, the drug trip, the drug trip sequences would have been, um, really psychedelic and colorful. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's what I'm working with so far. Like story wise, do you think it would have been like any, like drastically different or what do you think? I don't know. I feel like Rifen wouldn't wouldn't um depart too much from the right. original because it seems like the original content would be uh right up right up his alley mm-hmm. i'd say yeah i think with this one of one of the rare uh what would the other directors be have done similar. that is actually i think yeah matched up pretty decent you know mm-hmm. um would it cut the dialogue down yeah for sure I would think it'd be a lot more silent. Um, I think he would have cut out. Um, I think he would have cut out Robert Downey, and he would have cut out Woody Harrelson, and I think he would have focused on Bob, Bob and Donna. Yeah, for sure. Um, and more so that aspect of it. The f- oh, dude, man, I'm like imagining this movie in my head, and it would have been fucking really cool too. Like him watching, like Bob in there in his. Uh, um, Scramble soup, scrambled, scrambled soups, scrambled soups, scrambled yeah. soups, uh, watching the screens and just like crazy shit happening that he's like, that's not how it happened in my mind. And mm-hmm. dude, oh man, that would have been really interesting to see. And oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking maybe instead of the scrambled suits thing, he would, I don't know, maybe just have like a silhouette where it's just like, you can't really. You can't like the lighting would be a lot like hard lighting on top of them, and it just looks super ominous and maybe red light, you know? Yeah, kind of making this amorphous thing that you can't really identify, even though it would take away from the point. But uh, I think it would just look really pretty in that sense. You know, would have been a little more style over substance. I mean, this had a lot of style. Style over yeah. substance D. Woo! Whoa! See you later, guys. This has Hi, been this another has been episode of Director Showdown. I mean, uh, I, I know usually I like kind of try to chart the whole movie out, but this movie is kind of, oh man, the specifics are difficult to kind of track in a linear sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't oh. know, man. You got much else to add for this segment? <sighs> As I wasn't really thinking too much about that, I was while I was watching it, I was more so thinking about processing this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, like when you watch this film, you're like, I need to pay like attention 
or yeah. else I'm gonna miss no a ex- whole ex- lot. exactly. It's you know a really I mean? it's a really fucking dense movie. Mm. Um, yeah, you really gotta fucking stay in your game for this movie because like characters will just dive into these like like well Bob mostly will like dive into these fucking like ph- philosophical monologues and you're like. Oh, here what we go. This? Yeah, like, what is this? What is he fucking talking about right now? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a fucking wild movie. I think uh, Rifen's. Hmm. Was there violence in this? I don't know. I don't think it would be as silent. I think it would be maybe a lot of internal monologue stuff, you know? Mm, I could see that. Yeah. Violence, maybe in the sense of, like, the horrors of drug o- overdosing maybe that'd be more emphasized that could have been that. i think he could have really yeah. nailed the visuals of that yeah um i think it would have been filmed better if it was under rifen yeah i mean it, it just would have been the thing is i i think it would be a bad idea for this movie to be live action by almost anybody else yeah but i think he could have done a cool interpretation of it mm-hmm. um that would have been I, I think it would have been less wordy. I think it would have been more uh, kind of visual storytelling. Right. A la Neon Demon type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. That's really all I all I got for Rifen's version. A nightclub scene. A nightclub scene. D, yeah. Oh, man. The soundtrack <laughs> would have been great. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> would have been great. Get in. We're getting Substance D. <laughs> That's it. That's oh, that, there would have been a couple of scenes like that, like mm. some drug pickup scenes. Oh, and some like really like fucking scenes, like some really like, oh fucking yeah explicit with like um, uh, strobe lights going off. Oh, and... it would be great if like he was like fucking her and like she just kept changing like women, like oh women. dude, one hundred percent. That's oh, that's somebody's man. done that, right? I feel like I've seen that somewhere. But yeah, he's having sex yeah, he's with like her, pumping her and the and strobe, like, and she's like changing into different women. women. Yeah, yeah, or not even that. Mm. It's like she's wearing her suit, and she's like just shifting in that. Oh, that'd be weird if she was like wearing the suit while he's having sex with her. That's the whole. Like, that's what I mean. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like he's like pumping her, and she's like changing like what? Oh, geez, woman each time. It'd be weird to see that effect in like a live action. Film. Oh yeah, it'd that, be so. It'd be hard to film. Weird. Too. It'd be so fucking hard to film. You'd yeah. have to tin tin that shit, I think. But that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be actually really cool though if yeah. you could do that right. You Hell know. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, there's would nothing have been a solid. Nothing really much. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like you said, or like we said, it's in the same vein. Like I don't think Rifen would deviate too far off from the source material yeah i that's that's kind of a trend just like on a macro sense of like i feel like some of the best ones we've come up with in this Mm. little segment here are ones where it's a drastic departure because Mm. then we have to like like fit this this movie into this director's vision right and like we're we're constrained and that allows us to get really wacky mm. and fun with it this one is a little uh, like i could see i could see him making this movie and so that that's what's makes, so interesting about is that it's like yeah. different from link later's mo you know mm. what i mean yeah exactly so i don't know that's our version that's rifens a scanner darkly would you say that's a, a solid one i don't know it's not our i best. mean we got some no we got some solid ideas there's yeah, there's some, solid some, ideas. some good ones there here. We're batting six six seven, I guess. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to historical context. Uh, made in two thousand six. Um, what I will say is the the idea of how surveillance is um, a big topic in this film. You know, it's literally called a scanner darkly. And, you know, a scanner, which means observer, you know, like yeah. uh, scanning people. And darkly meaning, like, do you see things um, in a negative light or in a positive light? So scanner darkly. So if yeah. you see everything and you just perceive everything in a dark way, well, you're just going to accuse everyone of being bad. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of commentary on, like, surveillance and its ethical issues and i think it was pertinent for 2006 in the sense of like the patriot um, act yeah the usa patriot act and Mm -hmm. what it means to 
um, what it means to have surveillance and where do we draw the line of like what, how much intervention should we have in our own private lives? Yeah. And know? I, th- I think too, that it really can be seen as being before it's time because I mean, especially with like the Snowden leaks, uh, like the NSA leaks and everything and just finding about, about how kind of everything is monitored. They have access to everything. Mm. Um, and that was what, like four, three, four years ago? Like, that's pretty recent. Right, yeah. Um, so it was a little bit ahead of its time there. And just, like, just just the notion, too, that we live in this kind of surveillance state. And it's it's kind of like a, like Aldous Huxley, Brave New World type idea where, like, you're going to be monitored. Everything's going to be watched. And people aren't even going to care. Like, nobody really even cares minds about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it was a hot button issue for maybe a couple of months and then people moved on with their lives. Like, but you know, that's the interesting part about this film or maybe even the book, the book way ahead of its time because it was 77. You know, yeah. Super ahead of its time. Um, is the fact that like, it's not, it's not preachy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't beat you over the head about like, what is, um, that surveillance is bad. You just kind of infer that from the actions that people take and the events that, that, uh, take place in the film. And also the fact that at the end, um, well, we'll just breeze through the plot really quick. And that, uh, Bob was, uh, lured to, to become a substance, to be addicted to substance D. Mm-hmm. without permission in order to be drugged out and incapacitated to become a uh, empty husk so he could uh, go through rehabilitation through what is it called an, was it a new path or something the new path yeah, yeah the that's path. the yeah the yeah he so he could go to rehab and that was designed by Winona Ryder's character in the sense so he can uh infiltrate the uh, rehabilitation, the new path, because what they do is that they take these these uh, subservient uh, drug addicts who who pretty much lost their minds to work on their farm. So it was like free labor in a sense, mm-hmm. and um, using using um, Bob, they could finally connect the substance D to a new path. Yeah, and it's like it's really great in the sense that it's so gray because like in in one sense yeah. you want to say that like it's great because you can finally take down this fucking conglomerate that is supplying everyone yeah. with this terrible drug that takes a hold of people yeah and uses the people who are addicted to it as workers, that's horrible. Yeah. That's a horrible and then, idea. And then as Winona Ryder yeah. says, yeah. like, at what cost? At what like, cost? Like, he's not even choosing to sacrifice himself. Yeah, he doesn't even know. Yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't so even know. So, it's like, it's like what, is, what is the approach to kind of, like, society? Like, what do we choose? As society, do we, um, the ends justify the means sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Um to me, it's like it's it's really. To me, there wasn't a clear um, answer to that, and I think it never wanted to give an answer to what to what it is. Is more so just like the um, observations of what could happen in a surveillance society. You know? Yeah. Well, and I I wanted to bring up too, just because I thought this was a really pretty fucking wild coincidence. So mm. this movie came out in June two thousand six. Takes place. Uh, seven years later in 2013, seven years later uh, in June 2013 in our timeline, yeah. uh, the Snowden NSA leak came out mm. in 2013, yeah. seven years later when this movie takes place. And I just thought that was, I don't know, like a really fascinating kind of uh, coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, besides the surveillance stuff, like it definitely is all about paranoia. Mm-hmm. to like that's a huge part of this movie uh probably in big part due to philip k dick's experiences on drugs and kind of losing his mind a little bit yeah because like he 
Philip K. Dick dedicated to all his friends who like he lost through or that's right. He yeah. lost through uh, drug usage or they or they lost their minds through drug usage. So, there were a lot of people. Dude, there were at least 10, 15 people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's like I don't think Philip K. Dick is necessarily advocating for any sort of thing, mm-hmm. like whether it be free drug usage or or surveillance society just kind of presenting this this uh his world to to us via his book so yeah exactly um, um to that so i mean historical context when did you first see this movie where were you I at was probably in high school yeah. yeah i thought it was i just wanted to see it because i it had first keanu reeves and i love keanu yeah. and it looks cool rotoscope so i wanted to see that yeah. I didn't fucking understand it when I was back same here. There. Yeah, yeah, and then know. like reviewing again, seeing that it was 2006, it was. De- I think I saw this soon after it came out mm. with my friends Ben and Alex, and I was 100 percent stoned, uh, <laughs> and so I did not grasp this movie at all. So it's good to come back to it, and yeah. uh, I think like more seeing firm. it now, like I appreciate it way more for sure. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. 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 So yeah, um, I guess we'll 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 end things off here. What do you what what what's your closing argument for this film, Brent Carroll? Yeah, I mean, like I said, kind of at the top, the reason I picked this movie um, is because it shows a drastically different side of Linklater. Um, like I said, like there are still aspects of who he is as a filmmaker in it kind of going going towards the you know the parts that I talked about with kind of the long conversations right. and the learning who the characters are without not without getting much story he's not really a character a, a director I should say uh who focuses on story in a lot of his movies there's some that he does um but I think this movie is one of if not his most unique and kind of different and strange experiments. Like it's incredibly experimental. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it does have like a story that you can track. It's like a little difficult in, in parts. Well, I to, mean, just like a Philip K. Dick novel. I think, I think it's yeah. more so that, that, um, it is the way it is because but, of the faithful adaptation. Yeah. But yeah. it uh, yeah. I mean, it takes a, a good director to kind of, um, reel that in and then like make that, um, a film. vision yeah. come reality yeah. like a movie this fucking weird yeah like this is the guy who did like boyhood and school of rock and then he does this movie like i think a year before or a year after school of rock he and did just it after that, school of rock i believe after i yeah. think a year after um and that's just crazy to go from a movie like that to this like it mm-hmm. takes a like it and that's that's a great movie and then this is a good movie um, <laughs> but it takes a, it takes a really talented director to have visions that are that different and that diverse, um, and to kind of bring right. those to life. So that's that. I mean, that's why I picked it. Yeah. I like hey, Brad, that was pretty good. I was listening in there. Oh my God. That How was, did you get back in here? I was just wanting to listen to you. That's Den- all. Oh God, guys. Den- Dennis, why are you Jesus. back here again? He has his own mic now. He plugged it in. I didn't oh even see him God. plug it in. I just want to say that I love you, Brent, and I love Linklater, and I love the Scanner Darkly. You've never, you don't know who Richard Linklater is. Yeah, he's that uh, he's he's that Austin fellow, right? God, you were listening the whole time. Were you in here? Yeah, I was right. I was right over there through the door. I, I mean, I, I hurt my head a little when you bashed God. it, but damn it, guys! Wait, hey, what are you, Brent? What are you doing, Brent? No, please. Well, again, sorry, folks, for that interruption. Dennis has once again somehow infiltrated my apartment. I am going to uh, talk to my. Um, I th- no. My. I think uh, I figured out. Complex. I think I figured out what it is. What? I think I think he's transdimensional, because he well, doesn't look. Not there's good I, there's for not us. a there's not a logical reason as to why he is under four feet tall but has the same dimensions as a normal human man. Mm. Um, I, I think he's some kind of dwarf God. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I hate him and I want him out of my Dennis, life. And the, guys, the dwarf god. We're going to do everything in our power to make sure that this menace doesn't ever show up again. And yeah, you know, you know, uh, tweet at us if you see him walking around. Please, uh, please report any suspicious activity to Sticker him- Fridge Twitter handle. Yeah. And we will uh, deal with him uh, case by case basis. We're gonna have to call in like some some sort of uh, paranormal smashing squad or yeah, something, something like something that deals with somebody ghosts. that deals. I don't know what he is. I, yeah. He's some paranormal entity. Um, yeah. Guys, but I, yeah, sorry. I apo- like yeah. I, I want to sincerely apologize that this this podcast has gone in this route because yeah. of Dennis, and he is truly a menace. And I, I just, like, I, we just want to talk about films. No, and guys. we do, That's and we, we try to, we, we try to, to really, you know, to do a good job here. And I think we do, and we're going to keep it up to the best of our abilities here. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, what are, what are your closing thoughts yeah, on uh, um, Scanner? Do- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, by Jesus. your uh, by your 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 biggest fan, apparently. God, I'm so sorry. Um. Anyways, yeah, I uh, I really like this movie. It's um, I really like the themes, like what we talked about in historical context not a few minutes ago. Um, I really like exploring that whole idea of surveillance and what what is ethical and what uh what we want as a society and how we execute those wants. Mm. Cause, because that's like literally why we have politics. Like sure. We can simply uh, talk about how, if you were in that seat and how you would do something and it's easy to talk about, you know, if I was president, I would do X, Y, and Z, but mm-hmm. actual execution of things is, is a lot more gray and really hard to tackle. I mean, that's what our folks at in uh, the NSA and CIA, FBI, like those yeah. people um, struggle with every day. You know, I don't, I don't uh, mean any disrespect or anything. It's just that like, it's just, it's hard to know like what are those ethical boundaries Yeah, exactly. You know, to to do the right thing and what is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I like this film because it explores that idea. So, yeah. Um, definitely check out. I, it's a little, uh, don't go into it thinking that it's going to be easy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's easy. Not, on, it's not, it's not easy, easy on the watch. eyes. It's easy on the eyes, yeah, for sure. Because like I love, I love how it was filmed. It was pretty cool. It's a be- it's, you. You probably have to be in a certain mood to watch this movie if you're right. Joe movie guy, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Joe movie, not if you're Dennis. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. Dennis, don't watch this. You're listening right now. We can't stop Dennis from listening to this. But. No, because he's everywhere apparently. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Um. Well. Yeah, I mean, do we got we got some plugs, we got some shit. Yeah, going on. yeah, yeah. Um, be sure to check out our our buds over at Revenge of the Sequel. Um, they had just did Transformers Five um, podcast, so listen to that podcast and don't watch the film. That's I a would, good takeaway. I would probably. The podcast recommend that. Yeah, I think the podcast is about an hour and a half. The movie, I think, is is coming in a uh, a, a, a a fucking bit under six hours. Great. This one, yeah, okay. Um, and so, I mean, you're just gonna save your time. You're gonna save your money, and you're gonna, you're gonna have gonna a lot better time listening to these guys. You yeah. Know? So yeah, check check the check our check our friends over at um at. Revenge of the sequel. Good um, guys. Yeah. Also check out uh, Fam Films, uh, the other Sticker Fridge podcast. Uh, they recently did Enemy, which is a fucking really good movie. Great movie. Um, yeah. We're we're fucking going strong in the Spider season. We're gonna have the Spider Man Homecoming episode coming probably by the time you hear this. I'm sure it'll be out. Actually, yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I mean, because it comes out. Uh, we shouldn't reference real time, I guess, when we record these in Refin- advance. Reference? We shouldn't reference. <laughs> Dumb. Um, you love it, don't you? Yeah, it's pretty good. 
Um, other than that, I mean, Sticker Fridge on YouTube, Sticker Fridge. Twitter. Twitter, hand? Sticker Fridge. Make sure Instagram. you like, comic, and comic. It's, <laughs> comic it. and subscribe. Make us comics. Make us comics. Smash that, some, 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 that like button. Smash that like button. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, email us at StickerFridge.com. At Gmail, uh, nobody emails anymore. Find us on pornhub dot com forward slash sticker fridge. Yeah, check out. We each got individual favorites lists. It's fucking lit though. See what? See what? What Brent or Adam or or John or Brian or David? What their favorite porn movies are? Watch, watch what our watch what we're watching right now. Let's watch it live together. Let's enjoy it. You know what? Just put on put on your webcam and let's see it. Let's see you watch them. You know, Skype us. Skype us. Hang out with yeah. us. Hang out with the boys. Crack open a cold one with the boys. Watch some porn. It's not a big Stick deal. Stick Pawn Hub, Skype. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, guys, it's been awesome. <laughs> tune we in. Had some uh, fun. Yeah, tune in next week for a for a Rifen film. Yeah, next and... week we're gonna check out Bronson. Uh, the uh, 2008 film by Rifen. Right, Rifen. And, Starring uh, Tom, Tom Hardy. Or boy. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so check it out. It's going to be good. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, you guys are awesome. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Have a good one. Take it easy, guys. Good night. Bye.